Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Envision podcast. We're really excited to bring you a series of episodes diving into visualization, the techniques that we use to achieve our goals, to grow personally, to overcome the obstacles that hold us back. We're going to dive in with content that we have on the app, but we're also going to dive in with a lot of content that we don't. We're going to go a lot deeper on certain subjects as we dive in. And I say we because I have my partner from Envision with us, Dr. Paul Douglas, and we're really excited to be doing this series. Thanks for joining me on it, Paul. Yeah, it's great to be here, Elliot. So Paul has over 40 years experience in visualization, meditation, Ayurvedic healing, and things like health coaching and other personal growth techniques. He really brings the scientific backing to everything that we do to make sure everything is based in science. As for me, my name is Elliot Lyons, and I'm the founder of Envision, and I've been visualizing for about 15 years, using it to achieve goals like completing an Ironman triathlon and creating a successful mobile app business that has over 4 million downloads. So without any more ado, we can go ahead and just dive right in here with the first episode. So Paul, what is visualization and why should people pay attention to it? So visualization is a science-based technique, which is to me, very exciting because this isn't opinion. This isn't somebody's philosophy. It really has been proven to be a powerful mental technique where your brain actually experiences the images that you're creating in your mind. Those are experienced as real and so have a real and concrete impact on your physiology, on your subconscious mind. And that is something that makes visualization a powerful tool. It's something that with skill, when done correctly, visualization will empower you to be able to achieve goals more quickly, more efficiently, better. It helps you to get clear on the vision for your life, um, effectively shifting your mindset and attitude, and really growing to bring out your potential. And that's something that we all need at this point in this time. We, we need to have something that gives us an advantage. We need tools that can really help us to get one step ahead. And so, you know, that's kind of the abstract. I think just ask you to maybe give an example or two to really help people to to ground that in their own bodies. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think one simple example that I've been using for a while now is using visualization to help prepare for any kind of public speaking. So I've given a lot of presentations, a lot of pitches in my life, and what I use is visualization to mentally rehearse the uh, speech going well, the presentation going well, me delivering things the way that I want to deliver them. And the science will show us that'll allow us to, instead of nerves and focusing on what might go wrong, it allows us to deliver it in the way that we want to. But that, even though I've been using that technique for a while, there was really one story that brought me to visualization in a big way. And that was about 10 years ago, I was training for an Ironman triathlon. And I was reading the books of the world champions who did these huge races and would come in first. And what were all the ways that they they trained to do that? And one of the biggest things that kept coming up was it was almost all mental and they needed to have tools to be able to create their mindset, keep that mindset, create belief, and also to use their mind to strengthen their body. So visualization kept coming up as a technique that was used uh, on their journey to success. And specifically, there was one book that I read where the author broke down step by step one of the visualizations that they would do. And 
it was to uh, rehearse the, the race day. So you'd actually start visualizing waking up in the morning and then you'd visualize yourself uh, having that morning meal and doing your practices to get yourself ready. And then walking down to the race, putting your, um, your race gear on, getting your, your transition area all the way set up, and then walking through each step that you go through in the race to get all the way to the finish line and then seeing yourself cross the finish line. But one of the key things that they would do during this process is they'd visualize potential challenges coming up. Maybe the tire goes flat on your bike and, you know, that can cost you a lot of time. Now, I was just trying to finish. Wasn't too worried about the time itself. But in the world champion examples, you know, how you respond in those moments might be the difference between winning and not. And so one of the things that actually happened to me was uh, my goggles getting kicked off during the race. But I had been visualizing the race day over and over again. And one of the things that I visualized is if my goggles got kicked off, how would I want to respond? Which is just very calmly dumping out the water, putting them back on, continuing to swim. And Paul, when you said this is a tool based in science, I realized that very deeply when during the race, my goggles got kicked off. And before I could even consciously register that that had happened, I had done what I had visualized dozens of times before, and I was already swimming again. And there wasn't an, an uptick in nerves or panic or anything. And really, my mind did it without me thinking. And so for me, that was, okay, what else can we, we train ourselves, train our minds, or, or what mindsets or states can we put ourselves in to automatically perform the, the way that we want? And so now, as a practical example, there's a lot of ways that we can apply this. But how it works from a scientific perspective, you kind of mentioned it before, but the brain experiences things very similarly, if very close to the exact same in reality as when you visualize it. And so there was this scientific study done using basketball as an example and visualization. And what they did is they took free throw shooting, coming from the line after a foul, shooting a free throw. And they had three groups of participants. One group would practice shooting free throws a certain amount of time each day, just like they normally would. The second group wouldn't touch a basketball, wouldn't practice at all, wouldn't go onto the court, but they would visualize the same number of free throw shots being shot as the first group, but in their mind and having them shoot them at their optimal level. And then the third group did neither, kind of the control group. So with the first group, the group that shot free throws in reality, they improved their free throw shooting by 24%. Makes sense. You practice, you improve a skill. The group that visualized without touching a basketball improved their free throw shooting by 23%, nearly as much as the group that actually did the practice of the skill. And the third group improved by zero as the baseline there. And so what's amazing there is this idea of combining the two between action and, and visualization. But before we go into that, you know, is visualization meditation? Is this just mindfulness, but like a different type of mindfulness? Paul, what are your thoughts on, on visualization versus meditation? I think it's really important that we make a distinction between the two. These, these are very much different techniques. Even beyond mindfulness, even other type of meditation techniques, visualization is, is really not meditation. You know, there are a couple points to meditation. One has to do with coming to peace and attaining inner peace and being at peace with what is. With visualization, we're wanting to create something better than what is. We're not just coming into acceptance of what is. We're actually doing a creative, active process, as opposed to a receptive process in which we let go. 
And because it is active and creative, visualization is something that we can use to prepare and get the most out of our day. While meditation often is that break from the mind and break from the day in order to decrease the stress or let go of the stress that has accumulated. And again, meditation's big purpose is actually to help us become more conscious, help us become more awake, more aware. That's great. And I'm a big proponent of that. (laughs) But that's different from visualization. Visualization helps us to use that greater awareness to overcome limiting beliefs, to overcome internal obstacles, uh, first overcoming external obstacles like the example that you gave. It's to help us to meet challenges in the way that we would ideally want to meet them. And with all of that, to also be using more of our creativity and intuition. And so it's more direct, it's more focused, it's more goal-oriented. It's something that is helping us to overcome obstacles and what can hold us back from success. And, you know, we all have things that we know we could do better. We all have ways in which we get into bad habits. You know, say something like, your habit is that you get distracted or you're flipping on your phone through the news feed or whatever, and you want to change that. Well, this tool of visualization is ideal for overcoming those types of habits. In addition to even bigger goals, really for realizing the vision for your life, it's a tool that can be for small goals, it can be for big goals, it can be for realizing your vision. And therefore, very different from the practice of meditation. Yeah, I like to think about in conceptual terms. With meditation, we're calming, we're settling, we're creating space, we're creating more awareness. With visualization, we're engaging, we're focusing, and then we're creating. And in that creation, we're pulling more out of us to do that, to be able to grow, to overcome these obstacles, and to develop practical skills and everything else needed. But, you know, this is sitting, this is focusing, this is engaging, and then bringing out things from within. Yeah, we're taking that greater awareness of meditation, and we're channeling it into a focus. And that has a creative force, that has a creative power, and that assists us in meeting goals and creating the life that we want. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of assumptions about visualization, misconceptions, and... Mm -hmm. I know that you've heard many of these in your journey with visualization. Yeah, so I think that one of the biggest misconceptions that I constantly hear is, you know, I need to be a visual person in order to visualize. And when you look at the word, you know, that seems to make sense. And a lot of times we'll talk about mental images and that's seeing something. But the truth is, is that as we visualize, we experience something in our mind. And in doing so, we can use all of our senses. So for example, if you think about a memory from the past and you hear someone's voice in that memory, that would be hearing during that moment. Of course, we might be able to see what's there, but we might also remember the smells of of coffee in the morning or taste of the breakfast that follows. And the more that we engage in all the senses, the more vivid the visualization is and the more powerful an effect it has on our body, our mind, our subconscious mind. But you don't have to have perfectly clear visuals or be a visual first person. You can engage in the other senses and you can engage in the felt sense, the emotional feeling that comes from this, 
using different senses. So for example, I'm audio first. I'm an audio learner and it's one of my sharpest senses. And so when I visualize, there's a lot of audio or listening or hearing what's happening around, and then the visuals will come in for me and I'll paint the more vivid picture. For some, it's, it's just a sense in their body and the feelings. But when we connect with the emotion of the visualizations, that's what really makes the powerful shift. And so we don't have to do that just through the visuals. That was great. I think it, it's really important for people to not fall into these uh, misconceptions. And I think that there's an assumption that people make that not only do I have to be really good at, at visualization, I have to be really good at concentration. Since we did talk about, you know, this is kind of a channeling of awareness and a focusing, people often judge themselves um, harshly as to the amount of focus or concentration that they have. And the way we've set it up with Envision, you don't have to worry about that. If the mind wanders, you just come back and follow the guidance. It's really mm -hmm. not a big deal. You're just able to let go and not worry about doing it perfectly. And, you know, I think the other area that we find a lot of times people get into misconceptions about visualizations has to do with visualization is just a woo-woo way of manifestation, <laughs> where, where you're just engaging in wishful thinking, picturing what you want. Yep. And that's unfortunate because... There really is science behind how this works. And we really have structured things so that we're doing more than just looking at what it is that we want. We're really creating the greater possibility that we get what we want through the types of things we mentioned, like rehearsing what happens when we come up against an obstacle. And also training the subconscious mind to be open and to be noticing cues in the environment that there's something here to support me and moving in the direction that I want, or there's something here that's going to allow me to reach the goal that I want. And then finally, this practice and focus on goals and on action, we're often visualizing taking action. And so it's not just wishful thinking, it's also mm. a planning and rehearsing action that makes the possibility, it's like it creates the environment for manifestation to take place. And we're active, it's not just a passive thing where we oh, we'll do a visualization, we do nothing for the rest of the day. We're very actively involved in that what we're visualizing or attuning ourselves to recognizing the obstacles and mm -hmm. knowing how we want to encounter them as we go through our day. And that, again, creates a, the greater possibility that we are actually going to manifest what we want. Yeah, I, I like to think of it in three pieces. And one piece is, you know, what we focus on, we experience more of the law of attraction or manifestation. You know, that piece definitely needs to be there, but it's only a third. And this isn't necessarily the ultimate equation here, but from what we're talking about, what's also there is the action piece. So most often, you know, we're not just hoping, wishing, dreaming that this stuff shows up. We have to start to figure out what are the right actions, what are the right strategies, what new things can I try, what actually has to happen in reality for these things to come into my life. But the third piece is the growth, personal growth side. And often if you want more in your life or want something to change, then you need to become more, grow or, or change yourself. And in a really practical way, we're overcoming our internal obstacles, as you mentioned, and the external ones. If I can shift maybe a negative thinking pattern, I can focus on the things that I want and visualize them and rehearse them for them, and then actually go and do them, 
that's where, you know, we have thousands of people who have changed their lives through visualization. But because they did the work, they did the growth, they went and found the strategies like they did it for themselves. This just brings everything together needed to increase the likelihood you'll achieve your goals and ideally also decrease the amount of time it'll take to get there. Yeah, so that's a great way to explain it, that it's more than just wishful thinking. There's a recognition that, yeah, this is how awareness works. As we focus on something, that that creates energy towards that thing. And that definitely is helpful, but there are the other two components that can really uh, make all the difference. And the one that I'm most excited about is really this ability to overcome the limiting beliefs, those internal obstacles that stand in the way, that personal growth piece. It's really huge because what keeps us out of the flow and keeps us from attaining the vision that we want is that limitation that we have within us. And by growing, by using visualization as this tool for personal growth, you're just way ahead. It's very direct, as we said, very scientific. It just works. And it, it doesn't have to be any, you know, long drawn out kind of process in order to, you know, we don't have to sit on the psychoanalyst couch in order to grow. No. <laughs> I, I think of it as uh, it's proactive. It's being proactive to create your life or change your life. There's a few ways to look at it, but ultimately you're creating what you experience in your life. And I think so often nowadays we're in reactive mode all the time. And I think a lot of people live almost 100 percent of the life in reactivity mode. And it's really hard to create from reactivity mode. So the very simplest way we can think about this is we're, we're moving from a baseline to a proactivity of creation. And that can be really simple in the sense that like maybe during this week we have a short-term goal. We've identified a limiting belief that holds me, I'll just use myself in this example, holds me back from achieving that short-term goal. And then through visualization tools, things like Vigor in the Envision app, it lets me, you know, rehearse how I want to respond to and overcome that obstacle if and when it does arise. And as I do that, both visualize it and overcome it, that's how I'm actually growing. And it's not like everything's completely different or we have to, as you said, go and do every different type of self-help possible. But I think that when we become proactive, when we start to try to be the author of our life, of what's going to happen next and proactively get ahead of things so that they don't become things that we react to. That's the essence of what's here. And then we talk about those three parts, you know, visualizing and focusing on what you want so that it can be attracted, the action and the strategies that actually need to be done to achieve it. And then that personal growth piece. And then that's why we have so many, you know, success stories that inspire me every day, inspire you every day. And, you know, when you look at face value, it can kind of seem like, oh, this person got really lucky or it was magical. But if you actually zoom in on each day, they're doing these simple practices and then doing the work necessary to achieve their goals and then they get there. I think that's really, really exciting. And and as you mentioned, you know, every day we're hearing these stories of people who've been using Envision and having success and being so stoked that, you know, they write us about it and say, mm-hmm. hey, this is what happened and thanks for making this app. And, you know, one of the ones that I um, was so really impressed by um, was the comedian. Do you remember that story? Yeah, we had um, an awesome gentleman who uh, used our app to visualize and he was working uh, some sort of full-time job, maybe a corporate job, but he really had a passion for comedy, stand-up comedy. 
and he wanted to get out there and start to do it. Some part of him, he felt like he could be good at this. Uh, but he found that he was very afraid of public speaking. Go figure. It's number one fear, uh, at least in America. But he had, you know, such anxiety or fear around it that it started to affect his belief in himself. And then he wouldn't take the step to kind of take his shot to go out there and do the first stand up comedy, which doesn't have to go great. It's just sort of doing it for the first time and then you move and you grow from there. But he would visualize going out and doing this performance and performing at his best over and over and over again. And it helped him get over his nerves so that he signed up for the first comedy competition that he wanted to to go and do. And he ultimately found like it gave him an edge because this first competition that he did, he won after having never done it before, never being in a competition. And at least in his head, probably didn't think he was very good at it because, you know, the nerves were tough to get over. And now he's winning all kinds of comedy competitions and using visualization to give him that edge. So it's not just getting over the nerves so that we can calmly do something that might, you know, give us some nerves. It's actually a performance edge at that point so that he's just going up there and naturally delivering this without having to think about it or getting in his head about it. And so that was really amazing because that's one example of like, I didn't know what was possible until I got to that next step. So there's a lot of people that don't know what's possible for them until they get to the next level, or at least don't think certain things are possible until they get to the next level. And then when you get to that next level and you can say, well, now what's possible? And then all of a sudden, you know, you see yourself taking these these jumps, these leaps uh, that bring you to new levels of possibility that were always there. But, you know, you may not necessarily feel like it was something that was possible for you. So we had a woman who wanted to leave the work that she was doing. I think it was a job that her parents really thought was secure, but she didn't find much passionate for it at all. She wanted to do marketing. She really loved marketing and wanted to create her own marketing agency, but she didn't think that it was even possible to, you know, make enough income to take that leap and and actually start it. And so her first sort of level up that she had to do was, you know, finding the belief to be able to take that leaps. If that's the most that's possible, maybe you could do that. Then you get to that level and you figure out what's next. And so not only did they take that first leap very much to the chagrin of their parents, they realized very quickly that they were good at this. And so they thought maybe they could actually hire a team that would go under them. That was their next level of possibility here. And with through visualization and other techniques, they built the belief that they could lead a team and get their first major client. And this is, uh, we talked to this uh, woman about a year after, and they had visualized 365 days in a row as they built their business. Not only did they uh, hire that first team and get that first major contract, I want to say they had something like 12 to 15 people after that first full year, multiple clients, tons of growth. And now this person's thinking, you know, what's possible beyond this? And, And that's where some of the really, it's already an amazing story, but they've hit each of these levels as they went, overcoming the obstacles at each point found that possibility to get to the next level, used the tools and did so. Oh, and moved, moved during this whole process as well because they had to move to a different place to afford where they could do their, their startup. It's just pretty amazing, you know, to be able to be part of uh, these uh, journeys and to, and to hear about people's success. Same. You know, there's, there's the big transformation stories. There's the, I found my dream house that I didn't know existed and couldn't afford and now I'm living there. You know, there's so many different stories of, of amazing things happening. And it's this is just people bringing out their potential, focusing on the things that are, are important to them and they are good at, that they want to be good at, that they're passionate about, and then bringing out these things within them. So I think that that's important for everybody to remember is what are the things that you have within you that you could bring out to be at your best? And if you don't know what those are, how can you discover them? 
Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And so to really ground that down and practical, somebody listening to this and saying, okay, I want that. I want to be able to do that uh, for myself. What practical steps can they take? Yeah, great question. So look at where you're at, see what is the biggest need for you or what might bring the biggest inspiration for you. One of the ways is learning how to visualize our goals. And that's in the Envision app, we have a how to visualize series that kicks that off for learning that skill. But a very important part that goes along with that even is having your vision. And so visualizing can be something we're visualizing here, but it can also be to visualize the future that you'll create. And so there's a creating your vision series in the app that really, you know, maybe you have this, but if you don't, you know, identifying what's really important to you. What are the long-term goals? What are the parts of your life that you want to have in all the different areas of your life? What are the, the experiences and images that can represent these things that you're moving towards that really compel you forward? And if you want to get really sort of zoomed in on a practical level, there's vigor content. B-I-G-O-R. That's our, how do we overcome obstacles day in and day out? To do that, we do look at our vision. We look at our goals. We use visualization, but we also identify the obstacles that'll hold us back right now from our goals and then identify how to respond to those in order to train yourself so that you're ready to overcome those obstacles when they arise or when you face them. So take a look uh, in the app, the, the three categories there, to visualizing your goals so we can shift mindset, shift state, bring out our best performance. Is creating your vision. And then there's the overcoming our obstacles with vigor and, and focusing on a daily practice there. Exciting stuff. Totally. Uh, and you don't need to do every single thing to get any benefit out of it. 83% of our users experience a shift in mindset, mood, or productivity after doing just one session in the app. So one thing to do if you're just checking it out for the very first time, pop into the app, do a three-minute session see what it does for you. Thanks, Elliot. I think that's important uh, for people to hear both the theory and understanding of how it works, but also, you know, what's practical and what can they do within the app to really ground it into their experience. Yeah, well, thank you, Paul, for being on. And uh, I know that you and I will continue doing these episodes, diving deep into a lot of what we've mentioned today, as well as new topics. So I'm excited to continue the uh, conversation with you. Yeah, looking forward to it. Awesome. We'll see you next time. Yeah, bye.